podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for the We Are West Ham podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the men's below-the-waist champions of the world. Manscaped offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and they just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Europe. And to add to that, we've got our hands on the quality Weed Whacker nose and ear trimmer. So we're well on our way towards looking as well-groomed as West Ham do under David Moyes. Clean, tidy and looking absolutely fantastic on weekends. Jonesy, we got our hands on the performance package from Manscaped, which has got loads of absolutely quality bits of kit in it. Uh, And I think you've got yours there. Yeah, so... I've got the performance package here. They even throw in a free toiletry bag as well, which uh, Happy days. can't go wrong with that. So first up, we've got the Lawnmower 4.0, a lovely bit of kit. Where's the camera? There it is. Turn it on. You've got a little light for your dark spots, just in case uh, you can't see certain bits. Uh, very, Not very helpful. Easy, is it? Exactly. Exactly. So uh, that's got um, that's waterproof. It's uh, it, you know it's it's very very nice on your skin. So well worth. I go on that I'll one vouch for that personally as well, 100%. Jonesy. That's a very good bit of kit for the job. Me too. Weed whacker when you're getting old, a little bit like me. Um, you get hairs popping up in places you don't really want them, and they're they're very persistent, they keep coming back. So, this does the job for that. I actually found one out my ear the other day, Jonesy, and I'm yeah. not 31 yet. It's not ideal. I'm I'm 34 and a half, and it's it's a struggle, mate. It's a struggle. <laughs> so, uh, this is this stays close to me. Um, in the mornings, times. yeah, particularly <laughs> in the mornings when in the bathroom, just in case I find anything. But the, the the good stuff in here actually is pretty good. We've got we've got crop reviver. Uh, okay. That is refreshing ball toner. Just keeps things nice and soft after you've uh, you, you've done all your grooming. Uh, and then you've got your ball deodorant. Keeps things smelling lovely. Just in case you need it to smell lovely. So yeah, really really good. Which always here. helps, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, you don't. You want it to smell nice, didn't you? So exactly um, that. All really, really good. Pocket inside the, the bag as well. You even get some mats to to keep things clean and tidy when you when you're doing your grooming. So all in all, in all, the performance package gets a massive thumbs up. It's a super bit of kit and well, well worth it. Happy days. Well, we've all been there, Jonesy, haven't we? We're six weeks out from Christmas at the moment, and we've all spent time wondering what to get for our dads, uncles, brothers, granddads, cousins, uh, when you just have not got a clue what to buy the blokes in your life. So we would definitely recommend, lads, joining the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, who we've teamed up with to bring you 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code MASSIVE at manscaped.com that's massive as in west ham are massive at manscaped.com for 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping you wouldn't stick a goalkeeper up front if you were a manager so why choose anything other than the right tools for the job when it comes to your grooming regime trust us you won't regret it hi this is tony cotty and you're listening to the we are west ham podcast You are listening to the We Are West Ham podcast with me, Will Pugh, and my mate, James Jones. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. It really is all going what I think the colloquial phrase is Pete Tong. Um, I've spent time trying to defend David Moyes on this podcast. 
James Jones at times has spent time defending David Moyes on this podcast. What we said was, let's just limp through to the World Cup, beat Blackburn in the League Cup and get a draw at least. Just don't lose to Leicester is what we said. Uh, what's happened is we lost to Blackburn on penalties in the League Cup and then lost 2-0 at home at the London Stadium in the Premier League to Leicester City. Not good, James. Not good at all. Nice to see you, though, mate, more importantly. Um, West Ham, I, I don't really know. It's getting a bit worrying now, isn't it? I'm not sure what to do. I think, to be honest, I'm, I'm just relieved. It's sweet relief that the World Cup has come and we've got a break for a while. West Ham 16th in the league now, just one point above Nottingham Forest in the relegation zone. 14 points. We've got 13 points. They've got, we're actually only four points off the bottom of the table. A little bit more of a gulf forming between us and the top half now. I don't know where to start um, football-wise. In fact, I'd rather not. So, first of all, how are you? Uh, uh, where do I start? Um, oh, God. I'm all right. I'm okay. Uh, I'm I'm like you. I'm actually really pleased that we've got a six-week break from, <laughs> from, this, from this blasted football club. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm still just a little bit frustrated. But we've got six weeks, and it, the annoying the annoying thing about the six weeks is that I actually have no excitement whatsoever for this World Cup. I spoke about it <laughs> a few weeks ago. It it doesn't feel like a World Cup, like see the industry that we work in there's a lot of world cup discussion a lot of world cup content that we're producing and i keep having to run myself oh no like it's almost christmas mm. and we've, we're preparing for a world cup which doesn't feel right mm. um so yeah i'm a little bit frustrated by that as well just because like if, if you're gonna have a six-week break from the love of your the love of your life that's really annoying you at least mm. like, fill that gap with we're some, talking about lucy um no, I'm not having a six-week break <laughs> off Lucy. Right, uh, right. <laughs> my, my, my first love of my life. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, right. Um, then at least you, you want to fill that fill that break with something that's going to sort of remotely excite you and kind mm. of you know, make you feel a little bit better about yourself. Or at least some sunshine. A little bit of sunshine, maybe. I don't know, a nice beer garden, a nice chill yeah. pint. But instead, you, yeah. you can't sit outside and drink because it's freezing already. Um, so... It's all a little bit depressing, mate, isn't it? But other than that, <laughs> football yeah. aside, I'm okay. I'm all good, mate. Good. Um, and it was it was jolly good seeing you on Friday night for your birthday drinks. Ah, absolutely lovely, wasn't it? Got to see each other in person. They even featured on your Instagram. What an absolute honour that was. Um, yeah, lovely evening had by all. I was just checking with you off air. Um, I turned up at 5pm on Friday. Uh, met a couple of my friends early doors. Uh, you informed me that um, you left at eight. Um, I think you did get there fairly early, I think. Uh, you've just informed me you left at eight. Some people left around 1, 2 a.m. the following morning, and you could have told me you were one of those, quite frankly, and I don't think I'd have known. It was absolutely brilliant seeing everyone there. Um, a couple of uh, former podcast guests rocked up, Big Jack Rosser. Um, he was out and about. Uh, but, yeah, no, it was it was quite the evening. I'll be honest, so, James, I, I missed the game on Saturday because uh, birthday party Friday night, uh, I was in absolute pieces on Saturday. In absolute pieces. That's the only way to describe it. Um, proper, like, hangover for the ages. Uh, I think, what are we doing this now? 
a little bit late this week getting the podcast out. A couple of different reasons, but it's Wednesday. Uh, I've, honestly, yesterday was the like, I woke up yesterday morning on Tuesday, still feeling a bit groggy. Um, <laughs> really not good. Thirty-one years of age, absolutely falling to bits, mate. Yeah, it was, it was delightful to see you. Um, Football-wise, then, I mean, we'll go on to it in a bit more detail. Shall we? I think. Um, are you at least looking for what are you looking forward to, though, Jonesy, coming up on the horizon? Let's try and inject some positivity into this somehow. What football wise? Just life wise. Over the next six weeks, away from well, the World Cup, what are you looking forward to between now and the new year? Well, I love Christmas, it's my mm. favorite time of year. Um, yep. just, just a really nice time of year. And for someone that I know I had a, a big moment about um, Halloween a couple of weeks ago. Purely Huge. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly, incredibly commercialised. So is Christmas. Mm. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm no, not in the slightest bit religious in any way, shape or form. But I see Christmas right. as a nice time to see family, yep. give gifts to your loved ones, just spend a little bit of time, quality time with family that perhaps you wouldn't normally have over the course of the year because everyone's busy doing you know, X, Y, Z. So that's why, that's why it's my favourite time of year. I just love, I just love it all. Um, but before then, we've got Harrison's third birthday, which is... Um, Happy days. Which is good fun. So that's on the, t- uh, the party's on the 10th, birthday's on the 9th. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And he's he's getting to the stage now where he, he knows he's got a birthday coming up. Yeah. And um, he also is beginning to learn who Father Christmas is. Right. So there's a double whammy there, annoyingly. We always always said, when it's time to have kids, we'll have a summer baby. Turns out we've done the opposite. Um, So we've got the double whammy coming up, and but now we can use the whole, oh, if you don't behave yourself, Father Christmas won't come. And he straight away stops. Really? Thinks about what he's going to do. He really, really wants a marble run for Christmas or birthday, which is... What is just... It's like like, um, like a load, you build like... A tower with lots of little tracks on, and you just put marbles go around. They do loop the loops, and they go through little oh, holes. Like and... Hot Wheels for marbles, pretty much. Yeah, right. yeah. His cousins have got it, and every time he goes over his cousins, you can't get away from it. So he wants marble okay. run. Yeah. So um, we're going to get a marble run. I can say that because he doesn't listen to this, unfortunately. Um, Not yet. But now I'm getting to the point where I'm like, oh mate, if you don't behave yourself, I'll put a phone in, phone call in at Father Christmas, and he won't bring marble run straight away. Stops. Oh. And part of me is like, I feel really bad for blackmailing. Yeah. Him. I'm going to get it for him anyway, regardless if he's a, uh, you know, mucking me about or not. But secondly, I'm like, that is literally the dream because now I could, I've got him on a string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple of weeks. Finally, finally yeah. got him to listen finally. to you. Yeah, the yeah. tables are turns now, buddy. Yeah. I'm in charge. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. He's got a digger themed birthday party. Okay. Um, That's, no, I mean, when, when we were kids. When we were kids, I mean, perhaps not age three, but uh, I think you used to just have football parties every year. But um, what's uh, what, talk me through a digger? Because there's a digger land, isn't there? Uh, this yeah. wasn't a thing when we were kids, was it? Yeah, no, there is a digger land, but we've rented out a hole that we did last year. Um, and basically everything is digger themed. So we've, we've, we've booked a, a digger shaped bouncy castle. Right. With digger shaped soft, soft play toys, uh, with right. a digger, digger themed ball pit. Right. Um, Any actual JCBs knocking about? No, unfortunately not. But we do. We are currently living next to the building site, so we can just kind of balcony and have a little look at the JCBs (laughs) doing their thing, which is all right. Um, But yeah, then we've got like he's got. We've bought him a little digger themed birthday T-shirt, which says "I'm three and I'm digging it." 
Love it. Yeah, really love that. That is class. Dig dig a tissues. You've got to dig a birthday cake. Diggers everywhere. Literally diggers everywhere. Um, So, yeah, no, that's what I'm looking forward to most because he's going to be three. Um, And, yeah, his little face, he goes, he wakes up in the morning, he goes, it's my birthday yet. Mm. So, um, it's like, no, mate, you've still got a bit of way to go. Love it. I love yeah. that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Josie. I mean, talk me through this. I've had this conversation before. Um, you know, any parents listening, I'm sure will will tell that I, I got absolutely nowhere near having kids. Um, it feels that when you said that, the like, oh, the Father Christmas won't come. I just feel bad. I'm like, oh, the poor kids, like, not even free yet. And yeah, I just feel like he's probably poor little heart. He's probably big spike of anxiety, worried that he's not going to get the toy that he's absolutely dreaming of. Um, but then on the other hand, I guess it depends what he's doing. If he's been getting on your wick literally all day, I, you know, I'm sort of saying it as if I wouldn't be reaching for any tools available to me. To no, yeah. I mean, it, it does. It did make me feel like last night's a great example. You wouldn't go to bed, wouldn't go no. to bed, kicking off a fuss. And um, in the end, like Lucy trying to get it down, he won't won't happen. So in the end, I went in. He's in absolute state, tears a lot. Just doesn't want to go to mm. sleep. So I've just said to him calmly, look, mate, Father Christmas just texted me saying he can see you causing an absolute scene here. And he said that just give give Harrison, just warn, just warn him that, you know, we're getting close to Christmas. It's that, it's, we're getting into territory where Marble Run might not come, the other toys might not come. He looked at me and shook his head. He was like, no, no. And I was like, the only way that you can make Father Christmas happy now is if you get into your bed and go to sleep. And what does he do? He gets into his bed. He lies there. I lie there with him for a little bit and then he falls asleep and I walk out and Lucy's looking at me like, I tried that a minute ago, it didn't work. And I was like, it's the conviction, it's the execution. Mate, that um, is horrible. My poor, my, well, say my heart, Harrison's poor little heart, the poor kid. But, but Uh. he woke woke up this morning um, in his little West Ham pyjamas and um, yeah, I was like, I was like, don't worry. Father Christmas said that you're still safe. So he knows things are he's still in good good territory. Horrible. But, um, but yeah, it... it's 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 uh it's something that I always thought I never I, I, I was thought something I always thought I'd have to do at some point, but never really wanted mm. to. But yeah. how many years now. do you reckon you've got a flex in that muscle then? I reckon if, probably about I reckon about five more years. I mean what I used to kids to stop believing. It's got to be about I remember seven when or eight, my mum told me I was in macro. Um macro and Rayleigh in the calf um and i already knew and she was like listen you know father christmas isn't real and i was like i know mum i'm 26 <laughs> <laughs> i found out last year yeah. <laughs> um no I, I would say i was about i don't know probably it's got to be like what it's primary school age isn't it yeah i would have thought what six, you... six or seven maybe yeah, no, I, I want a bit older than that. Maybe eight or nine. I don't know. No, maybe eight. Yeah, nine feels a bit old, doesn't it? I mean, nine. <laughs> I think what? I was working age nine. Yeah, like I, I try and compare it to what age I was at primary school. You, you go into year seven, didn't you? At secondary school, when you were about eleven. Eleven. Yeah, I think. Right. Yeah. So, and if you rock up at, at, at secondary school in, in year seven and starts, no one, starts yeah. saying that you believe in five years, enough you're about trouble, that. Right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're in trouble. Yeah. You, you're off to a really bad start now. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You're never, you're never clawing that back, are you? Yeah. So yeah. it's got to be. I mean, I'm pretty sure even in year five and year six. Yeah, year five. Before then, I don't don't really recall 
thinking that I believed in him. So it's got to be year three, year four in it. So I'll yeah, yeah. Six, I'm going to seven, seven plum about. All right, we'll meet in the middle on seven. So what do you reckon? You got four more years. Four more years of it, and this is this is the first year where where he kind of he's aware of Christmas. Last year mm. he was only just two, and kind of really, I mean, all he was worried about was waking up on Christmas morning getting presents and he kind of didn't really know why he was getting presents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. um, whereas this year, he he's now talking about Father Christmas. We're able to blackmail him with Father Christmas. And it's like, it's like okay, now this year is going to be pretty special because he, he's going to understand a lot more. If you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Um, once again, absolutely nowhere near. Another year ticks past. I'm absolutely nowhere near having children. So uh, as, as fun and exciting as, as all that sounds, I've got absolutely nothing to come back with you. Uh, Jonesy, oh, you know what? Can we just, at some stage, I don't know how much interest there'll be in this because I don't think we're really relevant outside of, of the West Ham uh, sphere. But it would just be like, I'd actually, we should do a podcast on something else because... I don't really, I'm just, there's like this impending sadness that we have to stop talking about that fun stuff and spend the next half an hour, 45 minutes talking about West Ham. I, I, do, I, I genuinely think there's, there is a, there's scope to have a spin off, which is, yeah. like, I was just talking about really mundane stuff. Mundane. Which, yeah. Building, building sheds, blackmailing kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Email admin, like all that, all that really fun stuff we've done in the past. I definitely think there's a there's a spin off spin off to be had. Yeah, there. I mean, we sort of uh, we I would say exist at pretty polar opposite ends of the uh, the like possibility spectrum of two blokes in their early thirties, don't we? You, um, well, have a family, are married, small child, um. I am the most single it's possible for a human being to be. <laughs> um, most of my, uh, I mean, I've got a lot of fun dating stories, but I don't know if the complete disparity and juxtaposition that is our lives, uh, where they're just so opposite, it would just be us, you telling me stuff that I couldn't relate to at all, me telling you stuff back that you probably can't relate to at the moment. I'm sure you went on one or two dates in your time. Contrary to popular opinion. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't really know. I mean, bar from refurb chat, I don't know really after a while. I, I don't know just two blokes in their early 30s talking about fairly <laughs> dull things about their life. I don't know how much appetite there would be for that, do you? I don't know. Yeah, unless, you, unless we try it we don't find, we don't find out do we? No. So we no, do this much is true mate yeah yeah this much is true um right you can follow us on twitter at we are underscore west ham you can get me on at william pew underscore james is at by james jones we're on instagram at we are west ham pod facebook and youtube particularly youtube actually search we are west ham podcast you'll find the channel james you've done a flipping sterling job on the YouTube channel. Um, I'm quite happy. I mean, you've done a flipping sterling job on most of the podcasts this year, quite frankly. Uh, but the YouTube channel, the subscribers are going. I went on there the other day. I think we're closing in on a thousand, um, which is pretty good. The views are reasonable as well, as I understand. So congrats on that. Um, it's got six weeks off. So now is as good a time as any to go and uh, look back on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you don't subscribe already, go and have a look, watch a few of the videos. Um, yeah, so congrats on that. That's We Are West Ham Podcast on YouTube. You can email us if you so wish at wearewestampod at gmail.com. 
and you can buy us a pint and support the podcast. Me and Jones, um, actually, Jones, we didn't spend any, I barely spent any uh, money on Friday, which was one of the perks of having a birthday party, but we did have a beer together which was lovely. Um, so you can buy us a beer, me and James, if you want to, at buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. Uh, I appreciate the concept. Uh, it might be a bit confusing because I say that every week. All it basically is, you go on there um, and you can, yeah, buy us a pint. Um, and effectively, there, there are five or each. So and that money comes straight into uh, mine and James's joint podcast account. Um, and, yeah, we only spend it on podcast equipment uh, or guest fees or whatever it is to make the podcast better. Um, and, yeah, or over the bar. Uh, when we're together in person on actual pints. So if you want to do that, it's buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. Jonesy, I think that's it for admin. Uh, I don't think I've left anything else off. So we'd better talk about football. Stay with us because first we'll look back to the Leicester game next. James Jones, West Ham nil, Leicester two, leaves us floundering towards the bottom end of the table. A little bit of a, I don't know, mate. I don't know what's happened, really. It doesn't, because it doesn't seem absolutely catastrophic, does it? Um, I'm going to interject now. Very surprised face you've just pulled then. Interrupted my flow somewhat. Is it West Ham related? No, no. I've seen a personal message come up. I've seen a personal (laughs) message come up. I'm not too sure whether I, I should say this. Um, it'll I be think fine. you should. It'll be fine. No, basically, Lucy's sister's just gone into labour. So we've got another another baby on the way. Very quickly. Crikey. So, yeah. Um, only 10 days late, I think. So, um, so yeah. Why do you look so stunned? I was like, yeah, I was I'm like, pretty sure my introduction on. isn't that exciting. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, it just caught me off guard a little bit. But yeah, yeah congr- congratulations to Lucy's sister. Do you have to do anything off the back of that information or are you happy to continue? I'm happy to continue. It's absolutely fine. <laughs> Excellent. You're scurrying off to the uh, midwifery department or wherever <laughs> it is that people deliver children these days. Um, yeah, West Ham, Neil Leicester too. I don't know, James. I don't know what's what's going wrong. I don't know. We've got a bit more uh, time this week, obviously, with no games to look ahead to. Um, to dig into it a bit more... I don't know what's happening, mate. I don't. It's, it's, it's never. It hasn't really seemed absolutely catastrophic at any point. But obviously, the league position is, uh, well, you know, not catastrophic. It's just. I tell you what, it is. It's just pretty rubbish, isn't it? But it's not like super bad. But it's a weird place to be. It just doesn't feel bad enough to take any drastic action. But it's also definitely, definitely not good enough either. Um, Talk about the Leicester game first then, Jonesy. As I said, I was in absolute pieces on Saturday, so I didn't make it to London Stadium. You can imagine um, how totally disappointed I was, not when <laughs> I saw um, I scored a scoreline come in after I'd recovered from a 10-hour recovery nap. Um, talk me through it. Um, I mean, David Moyes, after the game, came out and said oh, he, he thought he played well enough to win the game, um, which... I would agree to agree with to an extent, but the fact is we didn't. Um, and the reason why we didn't is because which has been it's been the story for most of our seasons so far is that we just really struggle to score goals. I think only five teams. I was doing some research earlier uh, in the week. Only five teams have had more shots on goal than us this season. 
Was that for a BBC Sport column? That was for the BBC Sport column that we do. We write week. every week, in case you didn't know that already. Um, and those five teams are, you, you, you know, Man, Man City, Arsenal, I think Tottenham, Newcastle, and someone else. Um, but we've only scored twelve goals, which is the second least of anyone in the Premier League. We average in about seventeen shots a game. Hmm. Um, so that's that's the problem because the performance against Leicester wasn't the worst performance of the season. Um, I would say that was Palace at home the week before. Um, it wasn't the worst performance. We were we were probably good enough on the day to take something. But the fact is that Leicester basically played us at our own game, let us mm. have the ball, which we don't like to do, and then caught us on two counter-attacks and scored them. Um, that's the evidence. It's all the evidence of David Moyes' knees going into the six-week break. How do you fix that? Mm. And the, For me, the only way you fix it is you've got to change your tactics. Because it, we, it's very obvious that we've been found out this season. The last two years, most of our success was built on let the other team have the ball, soak up the pressure. We're still very good defensively this season. We've only conceded, we've conceded, I think we've got like the fourth or fifth best defence in the league. Um, so we're still good defensively. And our, all the success was soak up the pressure, catch teams on the break, score, because we last two years we've been very clinical in front of goal. At the moment, we're missing that part. Hmm. The fact is, teams are now... Of, uh, are now noticing that that's West Ham. That's West Ham. If you give West Ham the ball, they'll struggle. Um, they don't like. They're not a possession team. So that's what Leicester did. They came. They came to us. They let us have the ball. They were quite happy sitting back. Caught us on two breaks. Beat us, knowing that we were very, very dodgy in front of goal, um, and knowing that they could let us have pepper their goal, and we, you know, we, we, we probably wouldn't score, which is true. So that's that's my takeaway from it. You know, the, the, he's got he's got six weeks now to, to work out what to do and how to how to fix it because something needs to change. And at the moment, I don't think it's him that needs to change in terms of managerial situation. But the club will be forced into making a change if it continues the way it is. Um, but in terms of that, Leicester, the performance the performance wasn't bad, apart from the fact that we didn't score any goals um, and got. A, Still, even then, don't really have any complaints with the defeat either. It's like, yeah. you know, if, you, if you're going to concede two goals and give away a penalty, which I still think was quite dubious, um, then you know you kind of do deserve to lose in the end. So it is what it is. Yeah, the pen the penalty was a weird one, wasn't it? I mean, oh, I don't know. Uh, I, what do you think? Because he, he he slides in, he gives the referee a decision to make, and that's sort of the. The the thing I always say, isn't it, is is that if you give the referee a decision to make, then you are culpable. Um, well, the, 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 the referee made a decision, and his decision was no penalty to begin with. Hmm. He's given him. He's given. But you him know what I mean, or the officials. Yeah. You know. Um, but then as soon as he goes there, we look at look at look look at it back on the monitor on the side of the pitch. You kind of know he's going to turn it over. Hmm. Um, but then we look at the replay on the big screen after, and we're just like. That's not a penalty. I think the only reason oh. they give it a penalty is because Pats and Dacker stays down the floor and doesn't move for three minutes. Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, you know, if he seriously injured the guy, mm. then maybe it is a maybe it is a bad tackle, and it looks a little bit, a little bit worse than what it was, or it was worse than what it looked. Um, and then Pats and Dacker just gets up and um, and sets up their, their their second goal. So yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know what. I, I thought it was. I thought it's one of those where, when you look at like, it didn't look like a clear and obvious error to me, which is supposed to be the 
threshold to send the refs over to to review. Um, but again, I don't know. You sort of slide in like that. It just seemed you've got to be sure, haven't you? And yeah. if you don't clearly like swipe the ball away there, then there's there's a decision to be made. Uh, good save by Fabianski. He made a couple of good saves in the game, actually. That's that, that's the other thing, Jonesy, is that, you know, you mentioned there about oh, we're just not scoring goals. You know, if Leicester score that, a couple of other efforts they had that Fabianski was forced into good saves. On another day, you know, four of them, <laughs> it could have been a, a 3-1 or a 4-1, it didn't, didn't it? Like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's, it's hard, mate, isn't it? It's hard to put... I'm finding it hard to... I know you said there, obviously, it's the goal scoring. Um, but, but what what is... Like, what is it, in your opinion? What What is the... Like, the crux of it? Like, what needs to change? Because we bought the striker in. I don't want to see Mikel Antonio back in the team. But is that short-sighted? Are, are we actually missing him? Are we just waiting for Skamaka to click? Do... Uh, you know, uh, tell me, uh, what what is it you think that that needs to change? Because you know, before we could, we could tell, couldn't you? You just well, we get the ball into good positions. Antonio would fluff him a lot of the time. Ben Rama's really wasteful, and I think that's why it looks like we're playing okay because we seem to do all of the the mechanics of football pretty well, right? And this, I know, we argued about it at the time, but this goes back to the good performance we had or in your eyes, uh, at Liverpool. Uh, and even at Manchester United, arguably, we seem to be doing the, like, I don't know, the, the middle of the pitch pretty good. Like, we seem okay in the middle of the pitch. And, like, the the passing doesn't seem particularly bad, does it? It mm. doesn't seem, it's not like we're you're missing loads of passes. It's We're defending okay, as you mentioned about the stats there. Uh, certainly in the top half defensively in the in the league. So, and it's sort of, I don't know, you just, I, I can't really put, put a thing. When you say it's all we're all saying, oh, we need to score more goals. How do we do that? Do you think, where's the problem? Is it Skamaka? Is it the build-up play? Is it we're not being direct enough? Are we being too direct? It's hard from my point of view at the moment to really say, oh, it's this. This think, is annoying. This happens every week. I think I think there are two, two standouts um, in particular, that, that I keep coming back to in my mind is first of all, Skamaka showed a lot of promise. You know, some of the goals he scored for us have been have been very good, um, but he is with every passing week almost mimicking Sebastian Haller's career at West Ham. In that he's not getting service, he's not getting enough service. Um, I don't think that's that was one hundred percent. Sebastian Haller's problem, but yeah, go on. <laughs> but, but what? But what I mean is that he's. There are times where he he doesn't generally look interested. He doesn't. He's not running about very often. He's not getting him every now and then. He'll. I mean, I've noticed it in a few games where he'll almost. He will make a run, and the players either won't spot it, and he won't get the pass, or, and then later on later on in the game, he'll then decide not to make the run because he's not getting the ball and players will play the pass. So there's clearly a, 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 an issue there with communication. But I just think he's so still so isolated. And that was Haller's problem. He was always so isolated up front. Then when we, like, and rubbish. Well, I mean, look what Haller did after. Look what Haller did after. Nah, 
I told you before, I could go and score at Ajax. No, no. Sebastian Haller was always a very, very good striker. Just didn't use him correctly. And I fear that that's where we're we're heading with with Skamaka. Um, He's proven he can score goals. Haller proved that he can finish when he was at West Ham. Skamaka's proven proven that he can finish already Mm. with six goals. Um, But we're just not getting the ball to him enough and we're not giving him the right service in the box. The guy's put six foot five for crying out loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the box. Um, so that's number one. I've, I just don't think it's being utilised correctly. Yeah. Um, and whether it's a case if you change your formation and you bring Antonio, along, Antonio alongside him, maybe there might be an argument for that. I don't know. Um, but the, the, the other main problem is Piquetta for me. Mm. Um, he's not a number 10 and he's not a shadow striker. If you watch him for Brazil during the World Cup, he'll start pretty much every game, I'm sure, for Brazil in the World Cup. And and he'd be playing as an eight. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't, why can't we why don't we do this? I why just do think, we do this? Like play him as an eight. And you you just oh my mate's going, oh he don't do it. I'm pretty sure he's never done anything for us. He doesn't do anything. It's like well, What alongside Deckers, you mean? Yeah. Play him alongside mm-hmm. Deck and Rice. I know like we've been banging the drum about putting downs in there instead of Suchek. Um yeah. but you've just spent fifty odd million quid on this guy. Hmm. Uh, a, a player that there's a reason to be starting for the, the favourites to win the World Cup in six weeks' time, or throughout the next six weeks. Um, like, but he'll be playing there as a six, uh, an eight. Sorry, play yeah. him as an eight. If he's playing hmm. for one of the best national teams in the world in that position, why aren't you doing the same for his club? And that's yeah. what that's the problem because then like, oh, makes after Leicester game again, Paquetta, what a waste of money. He doesn't do anything. It's like, well, I, you know, I mean, if. If you'd be saying that about if you start playing Skamaka at left back, you'd be going, yeah, Skamaka yeah, yeah. don't do anything. Yeah, like, yeah. It's a joke. He's rubbish at left He's back. He's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. It's like, so you can't really have a, a proper judgment on this player. Cup no. record signing. Um, if he's regularly played in a position that he doesn't, isn't good at or isn't as effective at, you know what I mean? So but let, let's give it all some credit then, right? Because they obviously would have had that conversation, surely. You'd like, like to him think and so, Moise. yeah. You'd like to think uh, so. It, 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 oh, I don't know. But then, I don't know. Like, it's just, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. You know, you do see it with some players, right? That play in different positions for their nation than they do for their teams. But I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. And then who do you play in there, I suppose? Like, what, what do you just, does it work? I don't think that's defensive enough for Moyes, is it? I don't think it's defensive enough. For Moisey to have Declan Rice maybe, and Paqueta as the two at the base. Potentially, maybe it's not. But the fact is that defensively, we're, we're very good. But going forward, we're not. Mm. Right? So there has to be a switch in balance in that setup. Yeah. There has to be a switch of balance. Otherwise, if we continue going down the same road and the same tactics that he's, he's using at the moment, basically with the same players in the same positions then it's not going to improve. Nothing's going no. to improve. No. So he's got to do something. And I think when you spend 50, 60 million pounds on a player and then you spend the first 15, 15 games playing him out of position, mm. um, and he's the one that, that, we're, that we're supposed to be it's going right. It's laughable, isn't it? He, he was the sign and everyone, oh, fine, a bit, bit of creativity, a bit of creativity. 
but he's only creative when he's playing in that in that favoured number eight role where he can he can dictate playing midfield and do what he has to do and create chances for the likes of Skamaka, get the ball yeah. quickly to Bowen, Four Nouns, Ben Rama, whoever's whoever's in front of him. Yeah. Um, and he'll do that job far more effectively than both Suchek and, and Downs. Mm. Right? Like yeah. like should do it. Like Dex defense defensively good enough to be able to just hold back when he needs to and then potentially go forward when he needs to. Yeah. Um, World class going forward apparently, isn't he? Exactly. So uh, they're the two main problems and I think I think if you fix the Paquetta problem, yeah. you fix the Skamaka problem. Yeah. Because suddenly he, he's getting more more um, service going forward because you've got a player in midfield there who knows how to get the ball forward into the final third yeah. and progress play. At the moment, we don't have that because Suchek's not very good at it. Yeah. Right? And and Declan Rice, I mean, it's it's not really it's not really him. No. So I don't know. That's that's why I think it is. And if you fix that problem, you fix the other problem, and then suddenly we improve. But if none yeah. of that's fixed, we're we're going to literally be sitting here in flounder six, six, seven, eight weeks time, literally having the same conversation. Mm. Yeah, bit of a confusing one. James, isn't it? Um, yeah, perhaps we put a call in for Ruben Amarim, Sporting Lisbon. I fancy him properly. He's just like next hot thing on the uh, after press, isn't he? Coming up out of Europe, get him, get him in charge. Um, well, James, I mean, anything else to add on the Leicester game? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those. We can't keep on going through the rest of the season going, well, we weren't too bad, but we lost again. Well, that's... We can't keep doing that. That's where my mindset is at the moment. I know after the both the Liverpool Man United games, I was still remaining quite positive. Mm. Um, but then since then, we've lost to Palace, we've lost to Blackburn in the Cup, we've lost to Leicester, um, <laughs> and you know, I was on the basis of those two performances at Anfield and Old Trafford. I was like, well, you know, if we continue with those those that quality of performance, then we should, we've got well enough to beat all three of those teams, mm. um, or at least get at two league games, at least get four points. And um, that hasn't happened. And now I'm thinking, I'm I'm not quite uh, David Moyes out yet. So I think I, I think he deserves the opportunity to to work it out in the next six weeks and try and put the it. Thing right. is, we can't. I'll be honest, mate. We can't keep saying that. No, you can't. can't. I know we're more the two of the more patient. You know, give him a bit of a chance thing. But we, you know, we can't keep doing that. It's got to be what realistically the next. The six games after the World Cup, you want four wins, really, don't you? Because... Well, the problem is the first game back is Arsenal away, mm. um, which is not not the best start you want, really, after the problems we've had. But then, you know, yeah. Brent, Brentford at home, Leeds away is going to be tough. Wolves away, that might be okay. Everton at home, and, he, and then you go Newcastle. They're winnable, Chelsea. mate, aren't they? But then, you go, but then you've got Newcastle away, Chelsea at home, Tottenham away, mm. um, and if you if you if you're not if you not picking up points before though that that run of three games at least, mm. then you're in you're in trouble. Um, there there have been reports that you know he's got to hit the ground running when we come back, um, which I'm not too not too sure about the, how true that is. Given the board will know that we've got Arsenal away at Boxing Day. Um, I mean, if they're expecting David Moyes to go there and hit the ground running, then they've got another thing coming. David so, notoriously good away at. Big six sides, Moyes. Yeah, yeah and uh, particularly one that like just doesn't seem to want to lose any games of football this year uh, in the league, at least. Um, so, 
See, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I just, I, I think if 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 by mid January, mm. nothing's changed, then yeah. you make the change purely yeah. because of, suddenly you're in you're in dangerous territory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Fair he's enough, got, he's earned the right for the next six weeks to try and fix the problems. Yeah. And if he yeah. listens to this podcast, he would have found the problems. Yeah, exactly, mate. Exactly. Well, the thing is, you have been, to be fair, we have been pointing him out to him for a few weeks now. And I know we obviously know he listens, but, you know, Moisey. Too stubborn, <laughs> isn't he? Too stubborn. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, perhaps that's what it is, because he does not like being called Moisey, does he? That journalist called him Moisey a few weeks ago, and <laughs> he had a right old pop at him, didn't he? Moisey! And then he was like, we're not that close, are we? Oh, I've just said that, but in a Scottish accent. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, come on, James. Just move on and talk about another grim defeat, shall we? Blackburn defeat in the League Cup. Reaction to that next. James, 10-9 on penalties. I think you were the only person left in the stadium when Angelo Ogbonna rattled his one off the bar and it didn't bounce down over the line, as happened to us twice away at Nottingham Forest in the Premier League. Um, bit unfortunate. The game was very, a very grim affair, wasn't it? A very grim affair. Um, I was working, so I uh, had, the, had the pleasure of not being, uh, uh, not being present at that one either. My dad went along and, um, <laughs> frankly... <laughs> Frankly, uh, I'll be honest, he left. He went along with my sister, who was absolutely mortified to be there as well. Uh, he left on 70 minutes and he said it was so bad. He you left at one all. Two, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he said it was so, so bad um, that, you know, and it, but I don't know how many, what the official attendance was, Jonesy, but it looked about 25,000 in there. Uh, I think it was about 45 in. Really? What, yeah. actually in? Yeah, pretty sure there was 45 uh, in. Yeah, well, um, fair enough. If, if It looked absolutely ghost town um, on the screens that uh, that I saw. But, I mean, again, talk us through it. It's, well, what you thought? Does it, does it matter, first of all? Does it matter? I don't, I don't particularly think it does in the sense that, you know, it's one less competition to worry about in a season where... Um, it's very clear that Premier League is obviously the the priority, but David Moyes is going to want to go deep in Europe again. I think the main issue last year, I know we've added depth, but the main issue last year was that we were we went quite deep in all every competition, quarterfinals of both domestic cups. Um, so, so yeah, one less competition to worry about. It's probably a good thing this season, given what's going on. But I mean, just the way you go out like that and. You go to you go one nil down early doors, and I wasn't that worried when when they scored within five minutes or whatever it was. Just like, mm. oh, that's in the win. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> um, it was a great part. It was a great through ball for for their for their player. Proper fizzed it into him, turns mm. and shoots, scores. Um, and we all turned around and went, "Cool, what ball that was!" Like just not even bothered about a goal. Just like fair play. Yeah. Um, and then four now scores. Luckily, off a deflection uh, with the ball kind of cannoned off a defender into his path and scores and then we get a very similar situation with the second one you just think right done right just see the game out now you're a better team than Blackburn no disrespect to Blackburn but better team than them so just see it out now you don't just, wouldn't you just see the game off and then obviously 
Ben Broberson Diaz comes off the bench. Uh, the one player that, you know, allegedly West Ham have been trying to sign for the last two years. Ah, whatever, mate. Yeah, he made um, about 900,000 others. And he, he comes off the bench and I literally said to my mate, watch him score. Watch him score. And then what does he do? Pings one in top corner. And it's just like, oh, yeah, great. Lovely. And um, if I'm honest, mate, I would have much rather have had extra time than gone straight to penalties. Just because I just knew what was going to happen. Like, you could tell it straight away. At least, at least in thirty minutes of additional time, you've got a little bit of control over how you're like, trying to win the game. Yeah. Um, and it didn't help in the penalty shootout, mate. And it was beginning to really, really, really annoy me. And I was like, they've got to sub him off. Can you make a sub during the uh, during the penalty shootout? I don't know. That's a good um, question. I don't think you can. Right, Ariola. But oh, the, mate, the next time we have a penalty shootout, he's got to come off. Like, he dived the wrong way for every single penalty. The wrong way. Like, mate, like, what? About like 10 minutes before as well. So like, come on. Like, you, you, surely you, 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 by now, you're a professional international Premier League goalkeeper. <laughs> you used right? to play for Paris Saint-Germain for Yeah, God's mate, sake. come on. Like, you should know roughly how to read a, a penalty taker, especially the centre-backs. They're not, they don't, they don't know how to take a penalty. They just try, they just don't think they can hit the target. <laughs> and somehow he's just dived the wrong way every time. I think he dived the right way once actually, and um, I think dived over it or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, I, yeah. I'm saying that boy, is he get him off? Like, I don't even know you can, yeah, if he can up. get him off. I don't know. Like, but that was that just, and then it was like, and Ogbonna walks up and he just knew, yeah, he's going to miss this. Um, mm. And it got to the point in the in the in the shootout where it was like. I don't. I don't care if we miss one now. I'm getting a little bit bored of this because you know that every time Black, I'm just every... getting bored of watching watching Alphonse Areola dive well, 500 was, yards to the left. The thing of where like, the penalty is going to be hit. Every time Blackburn steps up for a penalty, you knew he'd score it. As long as he hits the target, he's going to score. Right? <laughs> Areola's Ari, Ari, diving the wrong way. Ariola's <laughs> already on the floor as the bloke's putting the ball on the spot. Yeah, <laughs> every time we rocked up with penalty, it was like, oh, who's taking this one? Oh, it's Lanzini. Oh, yeah, it's fine. He'll, he'll score that. Yeah. Right, you trust it. Who's, who, oh, who's taking this one? Craig Dawson. Oh, he did take a good one against City last year, but yeah, still yeah. not sure. And then he and he scores it. And then you go through all the players and you think, this is the one that misses, doesn't miss. And you're like, oh, yeah. we might be all right here until Ariola's got to save one. And then... And then Obama steps up, and that was the one where I was just like, Do you know what? Part of me hopes he misses because I'm bored of this now. It's so bored. Because then suddenly, because then suddenly you've got you into goalkeeper's got to take a Ariola's going to take one, and you know, Ariola's Ari, Ari, Ari going to hit it straight at their keeper, probably, <laughs> right? Rather than go the wrong way, he's going to go. Ariola waits for the keeper to dive and then passes it that way. Anyway. Pass it to yeah. him. So, mate, that's not how penalties work. So, um, so yeah, I was. It got to the point where it was becoming a little bit like, Ariel is like fuming. He's like having a go at the keeper. Why are you diving the same way I've kicked it for? That's not exactly. what you're supposed to That's do. What you're supposed to do. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. it was it got to the point where it was quite entertaining for me at least, because I was like, Well, this is uh, we need to hope they miss the target because if they hit the target, it's just another go on it. Um <laughs> just, it's just, like, know, was, is like literally walking up to the ball, just passing it. They down must, the middle be, they must the have been saying to each other, just hit the target, boys. Just just yeah. just hit the target. Just hit it He's gonna go the wrong way. Um <laughs> He was diving so far, like yeah. as in he was diving miles every yeah. time. And it's, it's like, what are you doing? You literally dived like outside of the posts. <laughs> because because he's doing that, because he's diving so early, the goal, the, the strikers are reading him straight away and just going, yeah, done, 
done. Like no, no, no problem. I just, oh, I've never seen such a bad goalkeeping performance in a penalty shootout before. Like, and it's terrible. Um, it is weird not to accidentally save one, isn't it? Like, uh, you, you've got to go out your way not to save one at some or, point. Yeah, or like at least get your get your hand on it, and even if it goes in, at least like, well, you almost saved. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, like even the one that he did dive the right way, he dived over it, and oh, guys, like, what are you doing to get Fabian yeah, yeah, in there? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it is what it is, mate. Isn't it? It's what it is. Yeah, I've just, uh, it's hard to be bothered, isn't it? Frankly, it is. Yeah, yeah which is annoying, really, because we shouldn't. We should. Oh, be... it'd have been much easier to be bothered if I'd have gone and stayed as you did till the death and watched us yeah. <laughs> take ten think... penalties. And then yeah. watch the key, watch the keeper doing cartwheels <laughs> across the goal before each one was taken. I, I, but, I, think, um, I think I would yeah. be more bothered. I mean, no, I think it's frustrating that after the two years we've had that we're not in, we're not in a position to be going right and let's go for every competition we're in. Right, we've we've built the platform for us to really, which is what we should be doing this season. Two years of you know building a platform and foundations for progress. And we even said at the beginning of the season, you know, this is probably the year that we should be looking at trying to win a trophy. Mm. But because of what's happened now, we're not even that bothered that we've gone out of the League Cup on penalties to Blackburn Rovers in the third round. It's just like, yeah. well, we could really do without winning that trophy at the moment because we've got to worry about staying in the Premier League. Mm. And that's, it's just quite sad. Win the Conference League. Yeah, it's quite sad that we're in this in this situation when we really thought that oh, maybe this is the year that we we probably go for it. And what makes it worse? Almost every big club went out as well. I think the only the only big club left is like City or oh, Man mm. United. Like, come on, that's a massive opportunity, and we've blown it because Ariola doesn't know how to save a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, dear, oh dear, oh dear. Never mind. Well, listen, look, James, a um, bit of a grim way to sign off. For the World Cup, but stay with us. We have some final thoughts. Uh, we'll let you know what we're up to the next few weeks. Me and James will do a couple of World Cup predictions, um, and now all of that will be next. Well, James, six weeks off from West Ham. Is it six weeks? It's about that, roughly, yeah. That's no, just a yeah. bit less than six weeks, maybe six weeks off. From West Ham, uh, we're going to have a couple of weeks off of the podcast. Um, we're going to give ourselves uh, a much-needed break. Um, obviously, it'll be pretty busy and stuff over Christmas. We sort of obviously will decide what happens then, uh, but likelihood is, as we we off, we always take a two-week break at Christmas. Um, we'll we'll discuss that, uh, but the likelihood is obviously we're going to we're going to take a break now, so we'll likely keep going over the festive period. We'll probably do at least one podcast uh, during the World Cup. Not exactly sure when yet, but it'll probably be uh, you know some some perhaps after the group stage around the uh, around the middle section somewhere like that. We'll do one podcast, um, and then yeah, before we get back at it with all the normal opposition views and. Uh, Premier League stuff uh, just when that kicks off yeah so Boxing Day our first game back James yeah yeah away at Arsenal there you go. Arsenal away Arsenal away I line myself up a ticket for that one which is good um, yeah I'd what do you think then go and look ignore West Ham for a minute I think we've done that one uh, to death um, World Cup England wise confident 
Uh, Come on, we gotta just to say yes, even if you're not, mate. Even if you're not, we can't end on another bleak note. No, I actually I, am. I genuinely I, think we're gonna be all right. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of people go. Oh, I'll predict that we won't get out of the group. I think. I don't think we've got that. That we've got to worry about that. I think we will. Get mate, you group. say that all three teams in our group are in the yeah, top twenty in the world. Yeah, but I still think we're we're good enough to get out of that group. Um, but I, I did hear someone say the other day that. No England team has made it past the World Cup quarterfinals, uh, a tournament that's outside of Europe. Mm. Um, so the way I see it, based on history, if we make it to the quarterfinals, I'll be a happy man. Um, but like, I don't know. I just think I, I don't really care now. I <laughs> This is a football it's, podcast. You've got I to care. I, do, I, mean, I do care. I do care. And I know that once it kicks off, I'll be a little bit more enthusiastic about it. But I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't think we're going to be, we're going to handle the heat well over there, mm. uh, which I think will count against us and probably quite a lot of other European sides. Mm. Um, it's Brazil's or Argentina's to lose in my book. So, so yeah, if we get as far as the quarterfinals, then absolutely, then brilliant, great, happy days. I think that we we should look at that as a as a success. I think, based on mm. history and based on where it is, um, and the form that we're in, which is not very good form at the moment. Mm. Um, so I, I would definitely take that. But sometimes you just never know about England in in, in major tournaments under Gareth Southgate. Um, obviously, four years well, ago, because we're so good. That's what I mean. Like outside, yeah, of yeah, yeah. We've, we've like particularly recently, we've not been very good. Yeah, we've relegated Nations League, like yeah. Um, but we going to a tournament four years ago at the World Cup. Um, all, caught everyone off guard. No one expected mm. to get a semi final, and we got there. And we should have got to the final, really. Yeah. Um, and then Euros only what eighteen months ago, get to the finals of that and, and lose on penalties. Mm. So. I don't know what he does to the team in, in, in major tournaments, but it's something it seems to work. So yeah. maybe maybe I might be pleasantly surprised in six weeks' time. We might be talking about a semi-final or, or even a final. Um, yeah. But I do genuinely think at the moment it's very unlikely given the circumstances around the tournament. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I'm going to back us to get to a semi. I, I, I reckon we end up getting France in the quarters, isn't it, I think? Uh, Senegal, I think, is a likelihood if uh, if we win the group. This is, I appreciate, it might be being a bit premature. I fancy two wins and a draw in the group stages. I've got a horrible feeling the draw will be against Iran as well, and it will make it a little bit squeaky bum time. I think that game against Wales is going to be there's going to be loads to play for on that. I think uh, the group's going to be quite tight and interesting. I think, um, yeah, and then I fancy I think we get Senegal who it looks like we would end up getting um, in the last 16. And then probably France, if we get through after that. Um, and I fancy us to beat France. I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but they're just a weird... I know they're the holders or whatever, but uh, they've got a couple of injury problems. Um, yeah, I just... I don't know. I fancy us to beat France, get to a semi, and then obviously it's anyone's... From there, isn't it? But um, quick prediction then. Uh, who do you think is going to win it? Uh, Argentina. I want to see Messi lift the World Cup. No, I really, really don't. 
I really hope they go out because it annoys me anyway. Because I think Cristiano, I'm a Ronaldo over Messi man anyway. But um, we're going to fall out soon. Yeah, going. there's no point arguing over that, is there? Because he played for one club all of his life, just stayed within his comfort zone, and was all right against Ronaldo going around Europe, just smashing up any league he goes and plays in. Mm. Um, so he is clearly the best. So everything really great to be had. Uh, he single-handedly dragged Portugal to the. I'd sooner see Portugal. I'd much rather see Portugal win it than uh, than Argentina. Um, so no, I'd, I don't know. I'd, I've got a horrible feeling. I know they've been rubbish, but it just wouldn't be a World Cup unless Germany was sniffing around the final, would it? And now everyone's like written them off already, but it, they it, they will turn up guaranteed. Philo Kera scoring yeah. a winner in the quarterfinals or something. Either that, or they'll go out in the groups. They're never in between Germany. They either they either go on and win it or get to the final, or it's a complete scandal and they finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the whole country's booted off. No, no, that's true. Yeah, Um, yeah. I don't don't know. I think think we'll be. I'm not very excited for the tournament. Same as you. I just think the whole thing's a farce. Um, A Winter World Cup. Just it's just not right, is it? Some things in in the world just simply change. That is one of them. but listen, James, I'm sure we'll get into it. I'm sure we'll uh, um, we'll still be watching watching a lot of the games. That kicks off next week. Um, yeah, thanks for staying with us this season. Uh, we're going to have a couple of weeks off, like I said. Uh, we will be back at some point just for a little, a little catch-up. I don't think, realistically, the spin-off podcast of me and James just talking about our lives um, is, is now maybe isn't the time. Uh, to launch ourselves into that so yeah a couple of weeks off um stay with us for when we come back we're not sure when that's going to be it'll be like i say just after the group stage at some point uh thanks for listening so far this season uh don't forget follow us on twitter at we are underscore west ham i'm at william Pugh underscore james at by james jones instagram where we are west ham pod get us on facebook and youtube at we are West Ham podcast, and you can email us at we are West Ham pod at gmail.com. If you so wish, you can buy us a beer and support the pod as well uh, at buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. If you fancy uh, buying a pint for me or Jonesy, um, as a few of you have done so so far, which we thank you for, and uh, a few others have expressed interest in doing. Uh, and you want to do it now, that would be absolutely wonderful. That's buymeacoffee.com slash we are West Ham. Thanks very much for listening. It was a disaster end to the pre-World Cup period for West Ham United. And frankly, it could be a disaster end to the year as well when we come back. The next time we play is Boxing Day, one month and 10 days exactly from now. But as I always say, keep the faith. I'm not really sure if I'm keeping the faith with David Moyes anymore, but we've got no choice for the next six weeks. West Ham, despite our league position, despite popular belief among most independent watching football fans and pundits, are still massive. Up the hammers, and we'll see you next month. Hi, this is Tony Cotty, and you're listening to the We Are West Ham podcast. Podcast Network.